Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, and we're not talking to any ladies or gentlemen, we're talking to a bunch of delinquents, welcome to the first episode of the Green Light Podcast, this is your boy, POC, alongside the infamous e aka Lee Harvey, aka, looking for a nickname. Aka, you name it. Aka, you name it, that could be a good, uh, that's like an and one Nickname right there. I Hot think. sizzle, professor. You name it. You name it. You name it. It's kind of like letting the people do it. I mean, it's I, not bad. I kind of no, like it. No, it's not bad. It's we not can make bad. it happen. I have a. Uh, we'll probably dive into it at some point on this podcast. The, the greatest day of my life, uh, <laughs> and twelve years old. It has then, to do with Virginia. Out, no, and the and one mixtape tour. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll dive in that for another time. But most importantly, start off with what we're here to do. Yep. So. Two former um, Ohio University basketball managers, a couple towel guys, a couple water bottle guys, um, just trying to bring you guys a different form of college basketball uh, talk. Not the normal, you know, boring top 25 and uh, who wins this and blah, 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 and who's going to be on the top five All-American. We'll, there will be some of that. Um, we'll definitely get into some of the, you know, weekly issues and stuff like that, but we want to bring you guys a little different perspective, interview, you know, different people, ask people different questions, um, than you would normally hear from the, uh, the national media, let's say. Yeah. From all types, from, we want coaches, we want players, we want former players, we want former managers, we want fans that have an in-depth look on their team, probably more than, um, your average journalist does. We know that um, you guys live in, and breathe by your teams, and you probably are just as invested as, uh, as anybody. So want to have a, a pretty wide array of, of guests, wide array of perspectives, and, and get a different kind of look um, from, from all sorts of the spectrum on, uh, on what's going on in college basketball. It's definitely a good time to, to jump in, especially with um – you know, everything that's, that's gone on. It's, you know, you and I have talked about it a lot. It's, it's kind of refreshing that the entire world now knows a little bit about how college basketball works, but sure. going into that, our, the first thing we wanted to cover today is, uh, our good friend that doesn't know we're friends yet, Josh Pastner. Hot um, topic. Hot topic. So Pastner, for anyone living under a rock, um, there's a guy by the name of Ron Bell who basically came out and said he's been helping Pastner for years with recruits. And um, the, the, the long story short, go, just go read any of the national media. They can give you the, the normal details. Um, but basically, Ron Bell um, was helping Arizona back in like... 1980, you know, 80s when Lute Olson was there, and Josh Pastner um, went there and started helping out the program, and that's how they met. So that's kind of the origin of the story. Then, obviously, Pastner, you know, um, 
grows up and and makes his way throughout the uh, college basketball ranks and basically keeps his guys around and Ron Bell helps him out at Memphis and there's a lot of details into it but um no one knows yet the motivation Mm-mm. for why this guy came out of nowhere like this literally if you look at the story on October 2nd this guy Ron Bell calls Josh Pastner and says I'm going to rat you out and on October 2nd, Josh Pastner goes to his compliance office and says, we're self-reporting all these violations, X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. And you, the biggest thing is you can't deny the connection because no, you cannot. they already have checked his phone records. There are 10 phone calls over a span of total anthem pink, like an hour and a half between the two of them on October 2nd, but starting in the morning, yeah. ending in the evening. So there's obviously communication between the two and everything links back to that October 2nd day no matter what went down no matter what was said but there's so much history there like Pastner has literally called this guy like as close as family and he'll do anything for him and blah 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 so it's it's super weird I mean it is and it isn't it's here's here's what's weird about it why this guy is now coming out the, and, and well, saying it, but it's not weird that there's people wanting to help. The quote, That's not weird. The quote that this guy says um, is Ron Bell says he's not a friend and he didn't text me on my birthday. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah, that is, if, if you're going to throw this man's career and life under the bus because he didn't text you're you on your birthday, weirdo. there's something going on there that's a lot different than, uh, than the normal human being. That, not None the, of that's normal. None the, of that's the, normal. For, for whatever reason, I, I don't know if he felt a part of the program before and that's why he was doing this and he wanted to be part of the gang and felt like he was a member of the staff or whatever it may be. Maybe he felt slighted. Who knows? I mean, they maybe they left him off the trip to China. They're about to play UCLA. Like, who knows? Who knows? Out of the blue to just come out and say... I'm going to um, rat you out. Like, for what? It makes no... Like, there are obviously motives there that are probably will maybe discover as this keeps coming out. But um, even the things that they self-reported, he's saying that it goes beyond that. And there's pictures backing it up. There are pictures of the two players that yeah, Georgia Tech are holding out, hanging out in this guy's pool yeah, in Arizona, yeah, yeah. paid for flights, paid for guys that trying to get them to transfer to yeah, Georgia yeah, Tech. Yeah. And it's wild. So here, so let's back up for most of the people that would even listen to this <laughs> amazing podcast. <laughs> would have some sense about them that this stuff goes on, you know, even at the smallest level, um, at schools we've both been at, there's been people hanging around the program willing to help. Now that could be as small as legitimately you getting a home win. And instead of eating the post game meal, a booster comes up to you and says, I'm taking you out to dinner now by the letter of the law that's not allowed. We're not getting into whether or not that should be allowed. That's an entire differently. That's an entirely different episode. But there's plenty of these guys that are hanging around programs, especially the bigger the program. Yep. So my thing is, is Pastor obviously trusted this dude. You know what I mean? Like yep. you don't have these type of guys around doing this type of stuff. Not n- not trusting him without a shadow of a doubt Mm-mm. that everything's going to be taken care of and he's not going to say anything and blah, 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 blah. What's funny is that now there, you know, there's a quote in the story that basically says, um, listen, Ron, if you come out and try and say this, no one's going to believe you. You went to jail for four years. 
Um, I'm, I'm a clean, clean coach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the clean coach. No, everyone believes me. Yeah, I'm the best. I, and you know what's even funnier um, is a quote that has not aged well is when all oh the gosh. stuff went down with Louisville, um, Pastner came out and said, you know what, I've never been happy. Something to the effect of, I've never been happy to be a Russell school. But this is the first time I'm happy. And now it's like, Did not man. age well. ACC <laughs> media day. And the crazy thing is you know that's going on. You know that something's Yeah, why say anything? Why, why say even anything? open your mouth at that point? Yeah. And me glass house, you glass house. Exactly. And the thing that's interesting for me, for a lot of people know this, a lot of people don't know this, Josh Pastner's dad is Hal Pastner, who runs Bigfoot Hoops, who yeah. runs some of the top AU and club basketball tournaments across the country. So his dad has access to all the kids, basically the, all the FBI probe stuff of connecting guys and the stuff you see that this coach met with this person in Vegas. A lot of that happens at a Hal Passner event. So this is something that's completely beside that. And I guess Josh Passner never thought he'd get caught up in it. I thought he had his. I guess he thinks he had his his bases covered. Um, but at the end of the day, who can who can you trust? I mean, I think there this happens plenty across the board. Um, my thing, my motivation, I think from Ron, or the thing I see Ron Bell's motivation is just what it comes down to is he wanted to be a part of the program. And these guys, they want to be felt, feel like maybe they didn't have their glory day. Maybe they didn't play <laughs> college basketball and say, like, Hey, well, I'm, I'm this guy's gonna, gonna be my guy and I'm giving me NBA tickets eventually. And this yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. I want to be in, and, um, maybe it gets out of control. And then now you don't feel that, uh, that connection anymore. And you're going to rat your guy out because you feel slighted. I mean, it, yep. it's, it's pretty wild to think about. You know, it's even weirder when you connect all these things, and this is just how small the basketball world is, but the dude Ron Bell is, nep- is he's the nephew to Ernie Lorch, and Ernie Lorch founded Riverside Church. Dude, which we were literally talking about this past week it's with no connection like at all to to Ron Bell anything we're talking like it's it's um, creepy it is it's, it's it, like it is neat, and like if you don't know who Ernie Lorch is just google his name and you'll see why we're saying it's creepy but it basically it ended poorly Very between poorly. him and Riverside it was like Very. super creepy it was it's really actually not funny but go google him and then you'll see like all right Ron Bell his nephew like why do these guys want to hang around? It's it's creep. It sometimes it's creepy. I don't know if this one is, but it doesn't make sense. Like we're obviously like okay, there was obviously money exchanged. Um, the dude Ron Bell was buying these guys tickets to come out and hang out for the weekend, buying sneakers, blah blah blah. I don't care about any of that. That that that, that doesn't matter to me at all. No. What matters is out of nowhere this guy comes out and is just like, I'm ratting you out. So like something was about to go down that yep. we're missing. We're not there yet. But I bet you next week we know a little bit more. But shout out to them being in China because oh. he doesn't have to answer anything. He oh can be like, nah, man, gosh. sorry. We're, you know, he basically came out with a, a statement like, you know, I don't know anything about this, blah, 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 blah. Um, the typical head coach. Yep. You know, good job. Um, but them being in China and being 14 hours ahead, it's like, uh, oh, we'll get back to you. We're monitoring the situation. Yeah, we yeah. want to gather all the facts before we have to come out with that. Yeah. It's, We'll they're, not, they're not under the gun to uh, to have to jump on this early because yeah. – uh, but kind of leading us into the, the next part we want to talk about, speaking of being in China, yep. um, leading into a story that broke this afternoon, um, the, the second member of the Ball family, Leangelo, with – uh, two other freshmen, his teammates at, at UCLA, um, were 
uh, caught by, um, I guess, Chinese police officers for shoplifting. Um, and uh, right before they're about to play Georgia Tech. So <laughs> got, That's the best part. So you've got Josh Pastner, who you, you, you get this hit this morning. So his guy rats him out. He's under the gun. All right, now I got to get my team ready. You're UCLA. You're saying, all right, we got this. And there's nothing. They're worrying about us. And then now you've got you, three of your freshmen, for whatever reason, decide they want to uh, to just steal stuff in China. So, um, yeah. I This is where – so, obviously, the balls have been – that sounds weird, right? Um, big baller brand has been a topic of discussion um, since LeVar busted on the scene. But this is where – he hurts his kids. Yes. So, like, I don't want to hear it. Like, there's been, obviously, everyone has, it's either one or the other. Like, he's hurting his kids, or he's just a really proud father, blah, blah, blah. Um, or he's trying to make a bunch of money off of them. Either, whatever your take is, there's no denying that if LeVar Ball, if no one knew who LeVar Ball was, all this story would say is three UCLA freshmen arrested for whatever, but you know, shoplifting, um, in China. That's, and that would be the end of the story. And then it would say their names and they'd be suspended for a game. But now because your dad is this loud mouth dude who cannot stop speaking. Now it's a, a massive story. And now you're in the spotlight. And so that's where it really hurts them. Whether, whether you succeed or not succeed, you're in the spotlight. Whether you do good or bad, you're in the spotlight. Whether you speak or not speak, you're in the spotlight. Now, why, why I have a problem with it is because you didn't even ask for it. No. It's, if you're speaking and, and the kid, Leangelo, or you know any of the balls, if you're the kid and you're speaking and you're saying all these grandiose statements, fine. Then it's on your own. Yeah, but for the, your pops to do it. The crazy thing is Leangelo is probably the quietest of the three of them. See, I don't think I've ever heard him speak. And, and it doesn't see it's a different dynamic when it's Lonzo and he's the guy that's in the NBA. Sure. And he was the top five recruit and he, he's he's played his time in the spotlight. Yeah, at least you he's have, doing it. And you have the one that's all right, the first one to follow in Lonzo's footsteps that really hasn't made a big deal out of it. That all right, he slips up, he does something, and now not only because of what his dad said and just the presence is brought. Um, it has it makes a much bigger spotlight just on the UCLA team in general. Yep. Where Leangelo, who knows how much Leangelo is going to play? Obviously, don't think he's up to the the caliber of Lonzo, but that puts a spotlight on UCLA. That puts a spotlight on those other players to have to pick up the slack. And maybe he wouldn't even gotten off the bench. But now there's uh, even more spotlight on this game um, because of Lavar talking and Lavar um, bringing that attention on the play- on his sons. <laughs> I, I honestly – it's actually hilarious that UCLA is playing Georgia Tech. Like no. truly – like you can't make this stuff up. Like Two college basketball stories broke today. Yeah. One was Josh Pastner. Well, <laughs> I said two major ones that people yeah, are paying most major. attention yeah. to. One's Josh Pastner and one's Leangelo Ball. And yeah. what is the like marquee matchup um, to like top matchups of the entire weekend? It's UCLA, Georgia Tech. So It's, it's pretty hilarious. I mean the, the NCAA is – it's not in their best interest. You know what I mean? Like if you look at Carolina and how um, they basically got off scot-free, they it's not in their best interest to, you know, basically indict their institutions. Like they, it's not in their, especially Carolina, Duke, Kansas, UK, you know, all these like blue blood colleges that make them 
I mean, millions of dollars a year. It, it's stupid for them to come down hard on them. So why would they? Um, but this is going to be hilarious because, you know, they're the biggest hypocritical organization in the world. I mean, not in the world, obviously, but, you know, yeah. top five for sure. Definitely. Um, it, they'll probably come down hard on them. Maybe. I don't know. I mean... Who knows what they do? But, like, like they make no sense with any of the decisions mm-hmm. they make. No. But it wouldn't surprise me if, like, all of a sudden they're suspended for six games. Like, they'll just make shit up. Yeah. You know, like, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter to them. And think about it. It was in another country. Oh, so, full, like, imagine yeah. all those all those things. Like, what do you mean? I didn't do anything wrong. In, the cra- in- last point I have on this, and you think about it, you put it in retrospect. Uh, Arash Markazi. I'm not sure who Arash writes for. Senior writer, ESPN. Um... Jeff Goodman with the retweet earlier said, LeVar, rep- LeVar Ball's representatives say he is setting up a press conference shortly where he will address the media in Shanghai. When has there ever in the history of college basketball a been a parent that yep. within 24 hours after an incident happening, I don't care if it's um, an injury, I don't care if it's a suspension, I don't care if it's a, even a player transferring, within 24 hours that there is a press conference for the father to talk about his son and what happened halfway across the world. So that is the time that we live in. And I think obviously nothing's going to change from that. At least I, I don't see LeVar or the balls getting out of the spotlight anytime no, soon because everyone just feeds on it. But it's the um, basketball Kardashians. It really is. Where so, we're at. And the saga continues. Yep. Saga continues. More depressing news. Um, Alabama's freshman point guard, Colin Sexton, has been ruled ineligible. Um, basically, he was the unnamed player identified in a federal complaint against um, an Auburn coach who basically was fired, you know, a couple weeks ago with the whole Louisville thing. Um, so this one, I don't know too much about, but it, it I don't know how far this is going to go. I've had conversations with current college coaches and. I, I, I met with a guy a week ago, um, obviously will be unnamed, but he, he, yeah, unnamed sources, 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 um, basically said that I, and I said this to him, I said, well, this will be the cleanest six months in college basketball recruiting history. No. And he, and he laughed, he chuckled, he chuckled at me. Now Google someone chuckling. That's what he did at me at a park. In New York City. He laughed out loud. Um, and I was like, dude, what? I was like, what? And he's like, my man, as soon as this all went down, all the people that had no business getting any of these recruits were so happy because now they could get in. And now they could do some dirt to allow themselves to get a player that would never look at a school that they were currently at because they were already going to Louisville or blah, 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 blah. So I looked at it as, man, people got to calm down for a little, right? Like they have to. Three to six months, a year. I thought for a year. I mean, at least a year people would take it easy and then next summer. I mean, nothing is going to change. But, nope. um, I mean, dang, you know. And, and, the, and the, the part that nobody sees, like when you're going through this process and you're a highly touted recruit and you're playing for a big time. He played for Southern Stampede, mm-hmm. right? Big time AAU program. Second highest recruit out of the state of Georgia. Yeah, like yeah, he went to Pebble Brook, like a, a powerhouse in Georgia. Um, nobody sees that, like the NCAA 
is going to come down on these type of things. Like, they may not mess around with institutions themselves, but, like, they're not going to let a player necessarily get away with it. And so, like, when you're going through this process, and let's say you're, like, you know, whoever went through it with him, his AAU coach, his mom, his dad, his grandpa, whoever was there, like, they just see what's in front of them now, and they have no clue that, like, you know... Chuck Person or the guy like you can't trust these dudes like they're no. just trying to get you to come to their school exactly yeah I, that and the crazy thing is but. and the thing that that I think was most surprising to people with with Colin Sexton was that this connection with the the FBI complaint is that it's there was no one the, the connections with the Auburn assistant and Colin Sexton didn't commit to Auburn he didn't commit to any of the other schools that were named that you originally saw that um, got caught up in the FBI investigation, you went to Alabama. Now, after the fact, um, Alabama's associate AD for uh, for basketball did step down, which kind of signaled a couple of red flags. We're like, okay, we'll look at their recruiting class. I mean, they got a top uh, they McDonald's All-American. They have a kid coming in. But there was no connection that there was anything wrong with Colin Sexton. And, and, um, and then now, out of the blue, all right, well – this is the guy we can't play him. We have to hold him out. No matter if he's completely in the right, if he has, if he should have eligibility. They don't want to touch that because they don't want all their wins vacated and that to, to happen in their program. I was th- I was thinking about this today, and this is like, it's it's stupid because it it won't happen. But the only way the NCAA would have to change is if Alabama basically... And now, it, it couldn't be just one school. It'd have to be like an, an entire conference at a time. And why Alabama's a perfect example is because, obviously, you know, they're known for football, but they're also, you know, always yeah. decent at basketball. Yeah. No. They're, they're good at all their other sports and blah, blah, blah. So, like, an SEC or, you know, a massive, um, you know, super... Like, a Power 6 conference. Yeah. If they literally just said, hey, we don't care. Colin Sexton's playing... We're not listening to you. Yeah. We'll govern ourselves. Like, literally, like, I know that that sounds stupid. And, like, well, of course they can't do that. But, like, what if they literally said, yeah, we took care of our athletic director or the, or the ops guy, whatever yeah. his official title is, and was like, yeah, no, we let go of him, but it's not fair to Colin Sexton, so we're playing we're him. Playing. And we don't care if you – you can vacate all of our games. We're showing up. We're playing. Colin Sexton's playing. You guys figure it out. Yeah. But we're not, we're not abiding by any of these rules. Now – of course it's not going to happen because the ADs all make a boatload of money. The head coaches all make a boatload of money. They help and the NCAA make a boatload of money. It's not in their best interest to do that. But if anybody cares to make a change, that, would be, that would be how, how it would have to happen. Or somebody like – and it would have to happen like this. And it would – like if you wanted to just go one school at a time, imagine – if Duke was going to play Carolina yep. or Louisville was going to play Kentucky or anybody, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, any of these big – any game, it really actually doesn't matter. But if it was on te- – it has to be on television. And imagine if they didn't show up and said, we're not playing until you pay us. Yeah. Could you ima- – what would the ESPN do? What? Because now ESPN's breathing down Congress. NCAA like we, we – you we're paying for this. As much as I love matching, they're not putting Ohio <laughs> versus Ball State – on we the Monday it, night, 7 o'clock slot on ESPN. Not ESPNU. You need the Blue Bloods to keep the, the – like that. the Blue Bloods make Monday night on ESPN happen. makes Tuesday night happen. There's not a night where you don't have a power conference team playing on a major network, and that's what makes it happen. Now, 
those schools are at the mercy of the NCAA for now. Yep. But the only thing that can change that is what you said, is where they stand up and they, this is how it's going to be run and kind of shift the uh, shift the scales. But will that happen? I mean, it's kind of hard to to see. But it's tough for like Alabama because I Alabama's a team I was really excited to watch him play. There, I'm looking at him now. I mean, they're a preseason top 25 team. Ken Palm had them 20, ranked 23rd. They have, I think, a pretty uh, a pretty decent schedule um, yeah, coming up. And, um, Is Alabama Nike or Adidas? Nike, they're, no? They ha- no, they're Nike. They have to be Nike. Yeah, because you know, I'm thinking football. No football schools rocking Adidas like that. No, that's like what that I said. Unless, and you know what's but, weird, and now, now it's starting to make a little bit more sense, is so he made visits to three other Adidas schools. Yeah. So he went to Kansas, NC State, and Oklahoma State, and then he signed with the Nike team. Which is... A little odd. A little odd. Very, like, I'm actually and, and thinking about this now in my head. Like, wait, so what? I mean, you lo- look at... And the, why mention that? You lo- know what I'm saying? Like, Looking at Alabama's schedule, they start the season, they play Friday night, they play Memphis and Annapolis. They have a couple by games. There's Lipscomb, <laughs> Alabama A&M, UT Arlington. They get Minnesota in Brooklyn, New York here in a top 25 matchup. They have Rhode Island. They have they play at Arizona. They play Texas at home. Dang. They play and then they get into their SEC slate. So they have they've scheduled tough. I think they pretty confident they were going to be a good team. I think they were expecting to have Colin Sexton and um, obviously he. Ah, uh, okay. So here we go. So let's break this down a little bit. So he played for Southern Stampede, Nike. Nike. He went to Pebble Brook, Nike. Nike. But visited three Adidas schools. So that goes back to Auburn. Auburn's Adidas. That's the guy who was involved. The guy, Chuck, what was his name? Chuck Person? Chuck Person. Uh, no, no. Yeah, Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Originally, Chuck, yeah. But not Chuck Person. Like, no, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. I think it was the former NBA guy, right? The original Chuck. Yes, that's, that's the Chuck Person. Former, yeah. Yeah, former, former oh, NBA. Oh, Rashawn Mike. Okay, that's, okay. So Rashawn Mike was the, uh, the suit guy. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's the, he's the fit. He wanted all his clients. So then that, the that makes a little sense that if Chuck Person was kind of handling his, which is crazy. Like, how does he not come to Auburn? But... I mean, who knows? I mean, th- this stuff goes so deep. You it's really, you, you never know what's going on. But it, but it sucks though because, you know, what I mean, this kid. Anytime, like I, I always side on the side. I always side on the side. I always agree with the kid or want him to at least be able to play because, like, wh- how does this have anything to do with him? Nothing at all. It's just a bunch of shitty dudes trying to navigate the recruiting to make him come here or have him come here like it, it's it's the worst right? and i'm sure it's going to keep coming up throughout the season we're going to oh, like, yeah, hit this yeah, topic yeah. and obviously it's not going it anywhere rocked the the one thing and and shout to uh the former manager himself mark titus i think put it <laughs> as bluntly as possible and as simple as possible that um in a tweet when everything broke back in uh back in september um was all these recruits he's like this whole time all these recruits that played for their shoe, this shoe company, it ended up at the next shoe company. Like I thought it was all just coincidence. Yeah, once yeah, out. Exactly. Well, look at this. You summed it up perfectly. They went visited three other Adidas schools, the one Nike school. So he was a Nike kid. Yeah, ends up there. A, yeah. I know. It for, all plays. In, it all play, It all plays into each other, and it's pretty. It's pretty obvious when you see aspects of it. But now uh, there's even more of a microscope, as we mentioned with Levar Ball. Yep. Everything is once it gets. Uh, Opened up to to the rest of the general public. It just only gets bigger yeah, and bigger hilarious. and bigger. So, all right, enough of the depressing. Let's run through some stuff, man. Let's uh, 
What do you want to go through? You want to go through top 25? You want to go through some Intro. conference life? Let's uh, let's take a look down. Just give it a brief overview of uh, oh the Dukies. First it's a nice. Poll, we pull up the it's a US, nice time pull the AP top twenty five in the USA Today coaches poll. Um, not unanimous, but a uh, pretty clear number one team and, and number one and two both steady. Uh, yeah, Duke Blue Devils, which Paul uh, POC here pledges I'm his one allegiance of two, to. I know two. Uh, besides my cousins, I won't count my cousins. But I think there are two cool Duke fans, and it's me, and then it's Cuffs the Legend. And if you don't follow Cuffs the Legend on Twitter, go do that because he's phenomenal. And Ninth Wonder, uh, who makes probably half of your favorite rapper's beats. He's actually a professor at Duke, and he's the man. So there's three. There's three. There's Ninth Wonder, Cuffs the Legend, and POC. Those are the three cool Duke fans. Winners in their own rights. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> to be fair, it, it reminds me. We started with Duke number one. It seems because very. It's it seems very similar to last year, though, in the sense that all right, you have the returning pieces. You it have does. the returning pieces. You have Grayson last year. They have Emil Jefferson coming back. You have the, a little bit of a core there, but then you had this great recruiting class. And last year, I, I thought last year was another Duke. I thought it was going to be another Duke national championship year. I've seen all Here, these guys play. I agree. I agree. I, not not necessarily national champion, but a much deeper run. You yes. know what I mean? A much, you get to the elite eight one time. Duke should not be losing to South Carolina no. in a God, uh, that was brutal before uh, they even get to a regional. So, yeah. So uh, I agree with you. Um, I think Tatum is fantastic. He's obviously playing extremely well for the Celtics. I just thought they ended up relying too heavy on him. And then, like, if the ISO wasn't working, it was like, all right, let's go high middle ball screen for Luke and mm-hmm. see if he can get a three. If yeah. not, like, what are we doing? Like, Grayson, make a play. Like, it, they just didn't ever, like, really, really gel. And, and the ACC defense, tournament, yeah. they started to a they little. They did. You and then, that's glimpses. why I was like, all right, here we go. Like, it's perfect. But And their anyway. defense was never going to set them apart. They're no, a team that they no, were going to try and outscore every, you. Oh. I don't know if I ever saw Luke Kennard fight through a ball screen, but Never. no, he ran um, right in. But they're a team that it, they have all the talent in the world, and, and once again, you bring in guys, you bring in Bagley, you bring in Gary Trent Jr. Shout to his dad, an Ohio alum. Hey, but, yep. Um, you bring guys, Shaq and, the you Mac, bring, and you bring back arguably the biggest villain in college basketball since your hero JJ Redick. My, he, and this is arguably. a different type of hate. This is. And some of it's, I think, some of it's warranted. He's had, obviously, incidents. All of it's warranted. Some of it maybe goes lower. And this is why people like me. Grayson Allen is the worst. He is. He's the worst. How how could you like him? Now, I like him because he has the four letters across his chest because he's by default. Now, but this is what I wish people did, man. I wish. Like, why can't, like, this is why people hated and loved Christian Leitner. Because Christian Leitner stepped on a dude's chest and then basically said, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And but why get, yeah. why people hate, hate why people hate Grayson Allen is because he was like sorry and like I didn't mean to and it's like dude it's okay if it you is. trip people if it's you exactly. own it. There's a headline on ESPN today that says uh, with a video of Grayson Allen saying he's like I didn't want to yeah oh, Allen last season tripping said I didn't watch it. Oh, Grayson Allen reacted Grayson. away because he was mad about the media storm that would follow. If you're Grayson Allen, where's, where's Big Cat? I don't to? care about the media storm. You do you like if that's what gets you going on the court. Then do just, it. And just they, like, like obviously, like there are there's repercussions. Been plenty of dirty players, man. Plenty. There are repercussions if it happens. It is what it is. I mean, I kind of ran into it in a rec league game of my own this past week, but um, or, uh, but that's <laughs> that's, 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 beside, that's, that's beside the point. I mean, 
Obviously, look at a guy like Draymond Green. Draymond, I'm not saying that Grayson Allen is Draymond Green, but he's a guy Draymond that embraces Green has basically that. literally kicked three to four players in the balls on camera, and then afterwards is like, yeah, no. It's just and he's like, still got two rings. He still has two rings, and he's still a probably the most valuable he's piece a dirty of that guy. entire team. And, and he embraces so it, guy. so be a dirty guy. So yeah. he has all the talent. Um, I think he, as far as Duke, he, I mean, he, they can go as far as – who knows? I mean, they, they can win a national title. They could also yeah. end up like last year and lose in, in, the, in the first round, but it's yet yeah. to be seen. I mean, just glancing over the rest of the top 25, um, guys, they got, obviously Michigan State bringing Michael, um, Miles, Miles Bridges. Bridges back. He's a it's savage. huge. Um, a lot to be seen there. I mean, the Big the Big Ten it looks a little bit down. Um, Devontae Graham's going to be a beast. They'll be solid, again. but... Um, looking I don't. Back. I don't know about Kentucky, man. Like, I think this is the one year that. Well, not the one. I mean, they've struggled before, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, they're what five and four in the both polls. Like, they're they're going to be super talented. I just don't know. Maybe I don't know enough. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I don't see them gelling yeah. like that that early. No. Like, they, like, like what? Like, Kentucky's going to take a couple early L's, and then everyone's going to freak out. Exactly. And then they're going to win the SEC. But they'll be fine, the yeah, SEC, yeah. and then they'll <laughs> like, get there. And then it's like, oh, the, well, it's the this team story. has talent. This team can match up with anybody. And, I mean, those are blue blood programs that are always going to be ranked at the top of the early in the season. No matter what. When you look at this, is there any team that you see maybe, like, 10 to 25 in either of these polls that excites you that you think – by the end of the season, top five team, top even just top ten, top five, has a legitimate chance from the outside at, at winning. Well, Wichita State joining the American Athletic Conference is interesting because there's not, you know, I don't want to shit on the whole conference, but it's not the greatest conference in no. the world. So it's really just Cincy, UConn, and them. Am I missing anybody? Oh, SMU? No, yeah, yeah that, whatever. Yeah, it's not. So like, it's really just them. Um yeah, scroll down to that bad boy. Let's see. We have in the the fun times of conference realignment. Uh, yeah, the American. The American. Wichita sends a UCF. Right. Boy Giant. Oh, so SMU for? Giant Dawkins, right? Yeah. Giant Dawkins taking yeah, over UCF, SMU, Temple. God, UConn man, projected brutal. middle of the pack in, the, in that conference. Um, kind yeah, of my, fryer, fall, my Friars fall rolled, all, rolled all over them in the um, first exhibition. Did you see that? It's it's tough. I mean, it's yeah. so I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they do in this league. I it's think they'll do fine. It's different than the Missouri Valley. Yeah, the Missouri Valley is a you beast get a Wichita, of a conference. You get a Wichita a State though team that um, the casual fan doesn't know as much about the Missouri Valley. No, knows nothing. I think the casual Fly fan maybe hoops, will right. see Cincinnati and UConn and and watch yeah, yeah, a little yeah, more yeah, of those of games. You get a little more national recognition, but. Um, Landry Sham is legit, and uh, they'll be fine. I think all the way through. Where Carolina is going to be, Carolina is going to hurt because they're not going to be able to do what they want to do because no. they lost their three big men, and yeah. they just have really Luke May. You know what I mean? Like, so they're going to struggle a little bit. Um, the Notre team, Dame having yeah. Bonzi back is good. They're, they're like Notre the tip. Dame's the, Notre Dame's like the Patriots, man. They are. Next man up. Next man up. Every time they're like, oh, my God, they're losing every Jackson and who are those? I mean, every August single white. And all those, yeah, yes, and all they're those Duke guys. 2.0. They, they do. They do. And Who are all I mean, the white cards? I can't it, think of any of the like, white cards names. Um, well Pat just... Con- you got Pat Connaughton. <laughs> yeah. Um, who's actually making I think he's playing with the Trailblazers now. He's doing pretty well. But the fact that Notre Dame, though, every single year, 
they're either they're in a they're not they're an the elite mix. team, no. but they're kind of in the discussion. They're, in they're the almost mix. more of a hipster pick right now. I think because people are like, oh, it's Bonzi Colson, yeah, he's like yeah, yeah, and yeah. Matt Farrell's like your 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 gritty little uh, point guard, yeah. and like I feel a lot of so I don't want to completely hop on the bandwagon, but Mike Bray. Coaches that team so well. Yeah, he's a he's Remember a last beast. year, took them to the ACC championship game. Shout out to Pat Rogers. And, um, uh, I mean, I'm interested to see what they do. And then, who knows, Louisville sitting there in the middle of the pack with a ton of talent. But oh, forget Louisville. Who, who knows what they're going to do? That's I mean, that, that, they still have good talent, but, like, good that's Lord. Thing. Good for them for even putting them still in it. Jelly fam. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm a believer. Jelly. I know. I know. It's Jelly Fam's top 15. Now, listen, I'm a believer. everybody was ready to fire Richard Pitino two years ago. So, like, shout out to him for. You went shout, out, shout out to. I, I forget the assistant's name, but shout out to. I believe it's Kamari. Um, mm-hmm. Used to work for, for. Used to coach at New Heights. Who did uh, Jelly Fam play for in New Heights? This is how this works. Yeah. He goes out to Mini. Right. <laughs> Welcome winning, to basketball. You're recruiting battles in New York City and getting kids to come to Mini Happy yeah. Minnesota. You now listen, to win. I've been there. The campus is great. Shout out to Billy O. But it, it was snowing yesterday. So, for the love of God. Yeah. yeah. And I'll be at Providence, Minnesota next Monday. So I'll let you know how Jelly looks. Look at that. We get a live look in person. Yeah. That's that's huge because it looks like I mean, you see, I don't know, you come off the bench, you can start, whatever it is, but that's, that's definitely exciting, off the bench. Exciting team. But, but last thing to one of the last things to kind of run down through, um, looking at, at conferences, we talked touched on the American, uh, Wichita State, I think we'll they run away with it. Cincinnati is by no means um in yeah, slouch be team. Since he will be a good team. Um Yukon it's no. been a few years. No, and not saying they're good. I'm saying Kevin Ollie. Are you feeling pressure? You have a national title at least. Not yeah, this I, year. I don't. I oh no. I know. I know what you're saying. With um, he has one. I don't think he. You know, barring like a 10 to 15 yeah. win season, but I'm not yet. You feel yeah. not yet. I think nice. he's okay. He'll be all right. Looking at ACC, obviously we talked about Duke. They'll have the um, most teams in the tournament by far. I mean, it's. Yeah. it's I think. But it, Syracuse is hard to make an argument against the ACC not being the best team. Syracuse got smoked in their exhibition game, Just like tough. smoked. Not they're good. A, they're a first night team. That's lo- looking at that. I mean, you've got the way they have it. I think the top four teams all get double buys. Um, those teams will probably it'll be Duke, it'll be Miami, probably Notre Dame. It'll be either Carolina, Louisville. Um, I think Virginia, if they can get their guys together and actually grow, they've got it's a young team. Yeah, Virginia. Uh, but they've good. got four top 100 kids that are either entering their first or second year at Virginia. So they have the most talent Tony Bennett's probably had, um, at least rankings wise. Um, and obviously, I think he's one of the best coaches in the country, and he'll always play defense. Yeah, so no be in one's the conversation. Gonna put, yeah, it doesn't um, matter. Like no one can score on them. Exactly. No matter and what. So, so Virginia Tech's gonna be a lot better. Buzz has. Um, this would be the worst pun of all time. Buzz has the Hokies a buzz. Oh, um, wow, nice. But Wake Forest, I like what Danny Manning's done looking through down. Um, shout out to Boston College, though. Honestly, a lot of people still haven't picked shout up Shout out to Coach bottom. Christian, man. Shout out to Jim Christian because everyone says they – I honestly think if you put their backcourt up against almost basically any team, maybe other than Duke in the conference, Kai Bowman and Jerome Robinson are probably two, two of the best guards in the ACC – also across the country, you got a big time transfer from Illinois State. So would like to see them move up past the uh, the, the first day of the ACC tournament, um, you know, by and and uh, and show some progress there because I think they're they're going in the right direction. Big Twelve. Is what there, do you know? Wonder who's at the top. Yeah. Who is at the top every single year? Same old, same old. Kansas. Right. 
Um, WVU, shout out to Huggy Bear, you know, another yeah. new contract and a little extension. He'll be there the rest as long as he wants to keep coaching. Shout out to the power um, suit. Well, we saw it. I don't know, like Texas with with Chaka. I mean, he's got to start making some noise. He does. Man. He's won some recruiting battles recently, but nothing's really. It doesn't really translate on the court. It's kind of the same old Texas as it was in Rick Barnes' last few it years. It really was. So, I know. I mean, that it goes that, back there to there. like. Um, Grass isn't always greener, man. The lower the conference, moving to the Big East as we yeah, kind of round out the Yeah, Nova and Xavier Nova and Xavier are legit. Really Seton good. Hall is, is another trendy pick or whatever. Um, Angel Elgato is an absolute animal. He'll yep. get you a double-double, night in, night out. Um, I think Virginia is probably going to match up either with them or, or – uh, Rhode Island here around Thanksgiving, which would be a heck of a matchup to see that pretty early. Yeah, um, doubling him four. every single time. Yep. Um, St. John's, I would lo- I want to see how Shamori Ponds progresses. Um, a lot of talent and a local kid and stayed home. <laughs> how about how about um, the power of Patrick Ewing? So <laughs> if you don't know, Georgetown was in. I don't know the name. Uh, they were in the Nike Oregon um, preseason conference. It was like the it was a Phil Knight Invitational, Phil, basically. Yeah, basically it was the Phil Knight Invitational. Georgetown had been locked in for like who knows how long. Basically, probably you you sign these deals like three four years in advance, and they're gonna be so bad that Georgetown got out of the deal, and everyone is that's a tough pissed look. at them. So, but. If you go look at Georgetown's schedule, non-conference schedule, they play nobody. Nobody. It is fantastic. It is a great job. I mean, listen, man, like, you you got to protect your first-year coach. I get it. I understand why they did 100%. it. It's a it's a horrendous look. Let's go through. Ready? Looking game one, go. Jacksonville. Game two. Mount St. Mary's. Game three. Maryland Eastern Shore. Game four. Richmond. Game five. Maine. Let's be Six. Coppin State. Seven. Howard, North Carolina A&T. Cuse. So, oh. I'll be at that game. I'll be at Georgetown Cuse. I'll let you know. Cuse. North Texas. My God. Alabama A&M. Good Lord. And then you get into the, and the, then we're and in in the Big East. There's a oh. lot of. It's horrendous. Wait a minute. Is that last year or this year? No, this is a 2018 schedule with Kim Palm's projections. Oh, that's right fun. now. As okay, bad okay, as okay. even though Georgetown is projected the worst team in the in the Big East, they're projected <laughs> to win every single non-conference game except for Richmond. Which and is, then you switch the conference schedule, they're and they're even, projected to lose every single conference game except, except when they DePaul, get the Paul at home. Every single conference. That might game. be the most eye-opening thing. We probably won't find anything. We'll win, never win, find that. Win all but one non-conference games, and, and then, then lose, lose all, all but, but one. one. And obviously, they're, they're projections. But at the end of the day, when that is coming up, pretty that that certain that that uh, that clear. That's brutal. It shows you that there's um, there's some stuff going on, but you got faith. I mean, they're they're a storied program, and they'll be fine. I think at the end of the day, hopefully, you can turn around. But um, it's gonna be tough. Man. It'll be interesting to see. Um, lastly, moving on, the last conferences, Big Ten. Like I, said, hey. I think Michigan State. We touched on Minnesota. They run away with it. Yeah. Uh, Northwestern. Obviously, I think it'll build on last year. Program's only going man. up. Purdue is Purdue every single year. I would say they lost Big they Swan again, Caleb, but yeah. um, they got another. Solid, they got though. a good backup. I can't remember his name, um, but they got a good uh, solid. backup. Big. Michigan's going to be really interesting today because they're always very. They're coached very well. Yeah. Um, they get a couple guys back. They get transfer from Ohio. Another Ohio Bobcat reference: Jaron Simmons. Hey, interesting to see a grad Simmons? transfer. How he plays. He was one of the top. 10 point guards in the country and assists last year. Yep. Um, how he can kind of fit into that type of an offense compared to what he was running with Saul. And then um, Maryland, Wisconsin, maybe he's taking a little bit of a step back. 
Uh, and they still have Ethan Happ, who's probably one of the best players in the bat in college basketball. But um, I don't know really the cast he has around him. Indiana, we'll see what what Archie can do. And then um, a couple a uh, couple football schools. We have Penn Buckeyes State, Ohio, down at the Ohio 12. State. See how the Wesson um, brothers do. Shout out to Westerville South. And lastly, you got the Pac-12 and the SEC. Um, Arizona, Arizona makes sense. It's just like Kansas, year in year out, they're the top. USC, I'm not sold on USC. Everyone has hyped them up. They've been involved in the SP, FBI probe stuff, so they might, those, some of those kids might be sitting out. Um, and then obviously the stuff around UCLA. UCLA loses Lonzo. Um, they lose a, a few kids. They lose TJ TJ Leaf. Um, but still, obviously have some top recruits coming in. Uh, Oregon, Stanford, uh, Arizona State. Uh, Bobby Hurley, I, I think is moving in the right direction. I mean, he's got won some recruiting battles there too, and hopefully he'll have them playing better. And then. Uh, moving lastly, the SEC, Kentucky well, has all the talent, and they put Don't, it together. Yeah. Texas A&M, though, got all five starters coming back. Don't sleep. Not at all. No, and they have – Don't sleep. They have one of the early uh, the early matchups this week where I think Friday night yeah, they, they match do. up against uh, West Virginia, 6 p.m. Yeah, um, so it's your first top 25 matchup coming Friday night. And uh, looking at that, we talked at Alabama, Auburn, Missouri now. I'm a huge fan of Michael Porter. Yeah, he's going to be a beast. Um, beast. Jonte joined him. Could uh, be. got Jeremiah Tillman. Could well, be. You have American. all the raw talent, um, and you have a brand new coach. They're projected sixth in the SEC, which I think is fair. I, th- I would probably put them a little bit higher, but um, is yeah, Michael like, Porter going to turn out to be Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz, or is he going to take a team and put him on his back and take him to the tournament and be successful? Yet to be seen, obviously, but. Lot of lot of uncertainty there in the in the, in the SEC. That kind of wraps up our Power Five, and we probably talked too long as it is. Who's still listening? Shout out to you. Shout out to you guys. Um, this is uh, let me say this is episode one. Test a few things out, but uh, happy to be uh, coming into your airwaves here. Hey, we'll see you guys next week. If you have any any suggestions, any tips, anything you want us to talk about. Um, email the green light podcast at gmail.com. We'll get social media running, we get Twitter running, Instagram running. Um, this has been fun and looking forward to doing it the rest of the year. Peace. Peace.